I believe we are going to look back at Advent 2022 and say to one another in the days ahead, you know, we were there. We were there when that began. So continue to look for, expect, <laughs> welcome all of the new things that God is birthing. I just want to share one other thing that I sort of saw during worship that went with, I felt like it went with Crystal. And I think because I spend so much time sewing, and I can't really even describe what it was, but I saw each person here uh, somehow constructing, <laughs> um, and it was almost like flags, but anyway, it still had to be constructed, and they came out on each side of you. But then what I saw needed to happen was those needed to be connected. And so each person's wings or whatever they were, then were being connected with the person around us. And so when Crystal had that word about the unity, and I, I think there's something so valuable about connection. Thank you, Linda. I certainly would agree with that. Uh, I know all of us in this room recognize the value of connection. And those of you who weren't able to be with us this morning, we value the connection with you as well, whether you're listening to this uh, on the, the recording or if you're watching the live stream. We want to see connection grow. Uh, so what God is constructing in you, bring it. <laughs> you may think it's little, but when it connects with the rest of us, it turns into something very, very powerful. Speaking of very, very powerful, <laughs> our speaker this morning is very, very powerful. And God, I've, I've been able to watch God planting this message in Jane over the last couple of weeks and uh, he's bringing forth something very powerful this morning so here she is thank you thank you Kay's just bringing around a paper that is really a summary of what I I believe God has put in my heart but you I would like to invite you just to turn it over just so you know you've got you can look at it if you if that's helpful to you but if I'm just saying you've got that to take home so you've got an outline of what I, I'm doing in some of the scriptures so you can go and dig yourself you know for yourself during the week um, so that's just a, um, a tool for you but then you don't have to scribble and, and get it all written down if you want to just open your heart because I believe that this is something that is that he wants to touch in our hearts and you know from the father heart b school that whole thing of just laying on the ground and listening and opening your heart is very strong for me so just open your hearts and um i do pray father this morning that that i would um speak truly from your heart and that if there's anything that's a little bit off just that you would just Wash that to the side. I just want to get it completely right. It's been an adventure for me. Um, and uh, I've enjoyed digging as well. So let's just sing. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. 
this morning, the topic is legacy. What is legacy? Some words that came to me were impact and influence and inheritance. But I looked up the Webster's de definition of legacy. A gift by will, especially of money or other personal property, or something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past, such as I want to leave my children a legacy of love and respect, or her artistic legacy lives on through her family. So we want to unpack legacy, and I wanted to start with what is our legacy from Father God? Because the only true legacy is that lasts is our legacy in God. And so um, I found that um, there are a few things where God is just always saying, I will. Mm -hmm. I will. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of things in our lives that we think that it's got to be me. And of course, we want to respond with hearts. We want to get it right. But overall, overriding all of that, I believe, is the big I will from God. And so there are actually 80 times that this phrase appears, they will be my people and I will be their God. And 93 times, you will be my people, and I will be your God. Can we just say that? <laughs> or which one? Um, the top one. They will be my people, and I will be their God. So the journey that he took me through is, starts in Leviticus 26. So there are a few scriptures that, that I want to sit on. And in Leviticus 26, he talks about making a covenant and a promise with our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And in that, he says, <clears throat> well, in Genesis, actually Genesis 17, sorry, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generation. So he's establishing something that is going to be passed on through the family line. In Leviticus 26, we're looking at the, it's an everlasting covenant, but we call it the, the, the old covenant. And so there are, there are some blessings for obedience, and this is to do with the old covenant where there are things that it's relying on our response um, you will you will not make idols for yourselves or erect an image of or pillar so all these things if you if you walk if you do then this and there's some really good things like um, I will give you peace and you shall lie down and none shall make you afraid and you shall chase your enemies lots and lots I will walk among you and I'll be your God so lots and lots of things about if you then. But then in verse 14, it says that there are consequences for us not following. Okay, And sometimes we're still there, you know. 
if you do this, then all these, um, it's actually a loss of intimacy with God. Okay, so those things are not very fun. And then verse 40, he says, but if they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers, um, then this. And so there's an invitation to return. So this is the hope of the old covenant that this is what I want you to do. And when you don't quite do it, then there's an invitation to return. But all of that I felt was God wants to be connected with us. It's like he sets this thing. He said it's actually um, for our good um, that, that it would be well with you. Jeremiah 7, um, this is what I command them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you will be my people, and you will walk in all the ways which I command you, that it may be well with you. So his heart is, everything he's asking of us is for us it to be well with us. That's good, right? But... We're like sheep. Father God knows that we're like sheep who stray. We defile ourselves, we get tarnished, we get corrupted, and we're actually unable to do this. So he knows this. He actually says in one place, I am God and you are man. That's Ezekiel 34. So he knows that we stray, but he doesn't give up on us, right? Ezekiel 14, repent and turn away that the house of Israel may no more go astray from me. Ezekiel 37, but I will save them. I will save them from their backslidings and I will cleanse them. And he's all about I understand that you, you, you want to try and get it right or even you don't, but he's always making a way for us to come. And then there's a shift. And Exodus 6, you might want to turn here if you have your Bible. Because this is really super cool. It all is super cool, but this really arrested my attention. And so he says here, God spoke to Moses, verse 2, and said to him, I am the Lord. And in verse 3, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. Okay, so let's unpack this. I am the Lord is what he's going to bring to them, and we're going to see what that means and I am God Almighty, which means El Shaddai, one of the translations. So, in Hebrew, God Almighty is written as El Shaddai, and probably means God, the all-powerful one. Or El Shaddai, mother heart of God. <coughs> Shad means breast, and it's all about nurturing. So El Shaddai is about God being many-breasted, and he's providing for us. But I, I believe, from my understanding, God Almighty is about his protection and his provision, and I feel like these are sort of external things, right? When we get to the Lord, Yahweh, 
It's talking about the breath. And that's the internal thing. That's him living on the inside. And so here he says, I'm the Lord. I am the Lord, the one who's going to give you breath. And I'm going to come and live on the inside. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land in which they lived as sojourners. Let's just look a little bit more. I have heard the groaning of the people of Israel. The people were slaves, right? And they're, they're weighted under a burden that is impossible. And it gets heavier and heavier. God says, I hear this. And this is what I was, was picking up through this week. It's like God's heart. It's like I'm not letting them go. I hear this. I heard the groaning of my people. He listens to our cries of despair. God personally leads us out of slavery and bondage. He says, I am the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burdens, and I will deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I think some of us in this room can know that he's been redeeming us and that he's actually hit his acts. When I say judgment, we think negative, but actually, no, he's acting on our behalf. Moses spoke this to the people, um, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and harsh slavery. You know, when we've been under a burden, it crushes our spirit. And, and, and Father God knows this too. And so he wants to fill our hearts <coughs> with his breath. And so, the new covenant, covenant is Jeremiah 31. Let's have a look there. Thirty-one. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, and I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. This is interesting. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. I loved reading that in the Passion. Just listen to this. Oh, that's in Hebrews, yes. Let's just read the Hebrews. Thank you. Mark has worked with me on this too. So Hebrews 8, 7. So that beautiful promise of the new covenant appears again in Hebrews 8. For if that first covenant had been faultless, no one would have needed a second one to replace it. 
But God revealed the defect and limitation of the first when he said to his people, Look, the day will come when I will satisfy the people of Israel and Judah by giving them a new covenant. It will be entirely different covenant than the one I made with their fathers when I led them by my hand out of Egypt. For they did not remain faithful to my covenant, so I rejected them. For here is the covenant I will one day establish with the people of Israel. I will embed my laws within their thoughts. I will fasten them onto their hearts. I will be their loyal God and they will be my loyal people. And as a result of this will be that everyone will know me as Lord. You will know me as Yahweh since everyone will know me inwardly from the, the most unlikely to the most distinguished. For I will demonstrate my mercy to them and will forgive their evil deeds and never again remember their sins. So this is the legacy that we have in God. It's good. I felt like it would be good just to look through some of these, just highlight some. And they are not the entirety, but there are the ones that he showed me through the scriptures that he led me to, that we are filled with his breath, his spirit. Remember back in Exodus 6, he says, I am the Lord. And he changes names. He changes our identity. So Abraham became Abraham. You all know that. Sarai became Sarah. But what's he doing in you this morning? This is an invitation for him for you to know he truly has come to live inside me, right? And so now the breath of God is inside me. That's a legacy. God's constant presence. That was what he kept saying to us. He's very present throughout scripture. He repeatedly promises to dwell with us. What a perfect time to say Emmanuel, God with us, right? I will dwell among the sons. I will walk among you. My dwelling place also will be with them. We are the temple of the living God. I will dwell with them and walk with them. These are all scriptures that I found. He just longs to dwell with us. Is that something that you really believe? Like in your house when you walk in, he's with you. He loves to be there. He goes ahead. He's already there. The next one is forgiveness. Because he's all about, he knows that we're sheep, but he longs to set us free from all the things that are weighty for us and for our rebellion and our, um, our turning away. I will bring them back. I will make them dwell in safety. I will gather them. Maybe it's just me, but you know what? When I know that he has to gather me and bring me back so that I can dwell in safety, that's a legacy that not everybody knows about. And I know he's saying he's putting it in our hearts. Maybe when get people get to taste it, our hearts resonate with that and say, oh, this is what it feels like. This is what's in my heart. It's what's been imprinted in my heart before eternity. But my friends here are giving me a, a sense of what it feels like 
to feel like I'm in safety. And this, this, this family is a, a glimpse of that, right? Redeemed. I will strengthen the house of Judah, Zechariah, and I will save the house of Joseph and I'll bring them back because I have had compassion on them and they will be as though I had not rejected them. Because there were times in the scripture where he, he did, he said, I'm actually turning away, but then he always said, I want to come back, I want to bring them back. He says, as though I had not rejected them, as though we hadn't got it wrong. Isaiah 41, his strength. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's holiness. His holiness is our inheritance. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Thus you shall be holy, for I am holy. No more shame, Joel 2. Thus you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other, and my people will never be put to shame. What a promise. What a legacy. This is what we stand in. And the last one here, there are plenty more, I'm sure, for you to find. Fountain of life, living water. Revelation 21, it has been accomplished, for I am the o Alpha and the Omega, Aleph and the Taf, in the, begi the beginning and the end, and I will give water to all who are thirsty. As my gracious gift, they will continuously drink from the fountain of living water. The conquering ones will inherit these gifts from me and I will continue to be their God and they will continue being children for me. And so this morning, legacy. Our legacy from God is an eternal paradigm giving meaning and purpose to our lives. And so I wanted to land it a little bit for each one of us, we have an influence with those around us. Our family, our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues. And I feel like he's actually calling us. He's, he's focusing our hearts on, we have, we're discovering what we've been given and we want that to be a blessing to those around us. And so I felt like the seeds, we sow seeds wherever we go. Like Sherry was saying, we bring the light. I think Robert was praying that we, we are the light, may be found. We, we are the light. Let your light shine upon you and we are the light going out. And so I felt like, you know, as parents, sometimes we feel like, or even just for people that you're longing to see them step into more or step into the fullness of what they know what they can know in God that sometimes we think well I don't see it yet right but it says that we're all taught of the Lord 
So I, I felt like this week that, that God was just underlining again that he's actually working in everybody's lives. And there are seeds that have been sown. And sometimes we want to like, well, we want to like flip it up a bit and see what's happening, right? <laughs> just want to come over here. Why? This doesn't look like the right situation yet, but God promised. And I felt that God was asking us to trust him because throughout scripture, he's shown us his heart. He's shown us his heart that longs to bring people back. So I felt like it's as if our lives are a whisper that reminds other people of what God is already saying to them. And so this morning, if there are any of these areas that you feel like maybe we can go back. Oh yes, my legacy to those around them. Jan, I know you'll love this picture. The seed and the tree. Father, what are you what are you wanting to put your hand on? What are you wanting to call out in us? What are you wanting to confirm that you're already doing? It might seem really small what we're doing. But it actually is very, it's eternal. And it, it's not just going downwards, it's going outwards. It's multiplying. So maybe to go back, oh, I guess, yeah, this is, this is our last screen. No, this, that one, this is our s screen here. Because it's Christmas time when we think about God's gift to us. The Old Testament was eternal, is eternal, but Jesus fulfilled it and brought us something that is not just from the outside, it's on the inside. He came to live with us. He came to dwell with us. He came to breathe in us. And so as Jesus was a gift, it's like I'm, it's like this, let's just hear, what is my gift? Who am I? to those around me. Can you, are you sure? Like, can you, do you want to unpack that more this morning? So, I think maybe to go back to the legacy list. Yes. These blessings of legacy. one stands out to you or any one that you feel like you'd like to grow in or step into more today filled with his breath God's constant presence Emmanuel complete forgiveness restoration that turns our mourning into joy redeemed strengthened by him
made holy, no more shame, fountain of life. This is for each one of us, but it's also for all those we love. Reason God's put legacy in you is so that others will see it. I loved how Jane acted out. We don't go and we sort of pull up the seed that we planted and see if it's growing yet. Made me think of the story Jesus told about the parable of the weeds. Because there may be some of us in this room who are thinking, well, I look at my family or I look at my neighbors or I look at the workmates I've had in previous jobs or I look at the, the what I did back in the past and it looks like a lot of it is weeds. <laughs> but in the story of the, the weeds, the master says, leave it. Let it grow. I'll sort it out later. And so I feel like there's this sort of two-pronged response that God's asking for from each of us. The first is to be more aware of the legacy each of us carries. And the second is to agree with him that where it looks like it's going wrong, we're going to leave it. <laughs> because he says, I will. I will be their God. They will be my people. You will be my people. I will be your God. Leave it. <laughs> Don't dig it up. <laughs> Don't pull at it. Don't try and get the weeds out of life. So Father, we're trusting you for all of that legacy that Jane's unpacked for us this morning, all those good things. We let them grow in our lives afresh now. And in every area of our own lives or the lives around us where we're so conscious of the weeds, we choose to trust you. It's your field, not mine. It's your seeds, not mine. It's the enemy's weeds, but you want the harvest of the seeds that you've sown in my life, in the lives of those around me. And so I trust you. You're a God of redemption. You're a God of restoration. You're a God who breathes his spirit into every one of us. You say, they will be my people. I will be their God. And so for our own lives, for our families, for our neighborhoods, for our city, for our county, for this state, for our nation, for this world, all the way, we trust you. Now would you increase the legacy in every one of your children. Let it grow in me now. The understanding, the awareness, the acceptance. You are my God. I am your child. Let light arise upon each of us. And shine on those around. 
just as our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed. If you're agreeing with that, just hold your hands open to the Lord. Because <laughs> he's right here, right now. For you. Right now. He's pouring in more of his life into your life. Right now he's meeting you. Right now in all of the hard and the difficult, he's right there. He says, you will be mine and I will be yours. I am yours. You are mine. And so we choose again, Lord, to say, all my life you've been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. And I choose to rest in the goodness of God for me, for those I love, and for those around me who need to see you shining through me. As you hold your hands before him now, I believe each one of you is being given a gift, an increase of his presence in you. Right now he's depositing more of his spirit into us. His presence, Emmanuel, God with us. Just receive it now in the quietness. I will strengthen the house of Judah and I will save the house of Joseph and I will bring life to your house and I will bring them back because I've had compassion on them for I am the Lord their God and I will answer them. So as he pours life into each of us he is answering and he will answer. And so, Father, we trust you. Father, we lean back into your new covenant. We receive all that you have. <laughs> You've brought us out and you'll bring us home. And all those around us, you will draw them in by the power of your Spirit. Hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. One of my key verses is his, I have loved you, he says, with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness and you will be rebuilt. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness, and you will be rebuilt. Some of us are feeling like we're being rebuilt, and we love that. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I've drawn you with loving kindness, and you will be rebuilt. You will be rebuilt. So we are going to be 
dismissed shortly to go and live out that legacy wherever you go, whatever you do. So why don't you just place a hand on the person nearest to you as a sign of God's blessing and I will bless us all and we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you for everyone in this room. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for this family. Thank you for your love that fills us with life so that we can be life to those around us. Let your life fill the one that I'm touching right now and everyone in this room, everyone who's listening to this after the, the fact. Fill us with love that we would be a gift of love to those around us. In Jesus' name, amen.